Super Talk Mississippi media production. What is Moondog? Moondog Makers and Bakers is not just a catering company. It's blended tradition with innovation and something familiar just done differently. To get a taste of what they're truly all about, you can order some awesome merch, crafted spice blends, or request catering for your very own event. MoondogMakersAndBakers.com. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates all the people who are making this place such a great place to live, work, and play. Hey, I've got sad news uh, that I want to want to uh, convey. Uh, Jackie Avery Jr., who was a member of the board of uh, commissioners for the Coastal Mississippi Tourism um, effort, uh, died unexpectedly recently. And uh, I just wanted you to—I just wanted to, to say a few things about about Jackie. He was the secretary for the board, and uh, board president Greg Cronin, who is, has been, done a great job of sort of keeping me up to speed with what's going on, said of Jackie that he was just a terrific board member. He was—he was independent. You really want to see independence in a board member, so, you know, the ability to sort of listen first and then make decisions based on what's best for tourism. And, and Jackie had a great track record of doing that. I should also point out that I also got a call from Paige Roberts. Uh, she represents uh, Jackson County, one of the three Jackson County uh, members on the Board of Commissioners. And she said essentially the same thing. And, and it's just sadly, everyone's shocked and saddened by his sudden passing. And I just wanted to say uh, God bless Jackie and his family. I've got a quote I want to share. This is a quote from Muhammad Ali. And it's one that I think really defines what great leadership is at the end of the day. But he, Muhammad Ali said this, he who, he who is not courageous enough to take risks will accomplish nothing in life. He who is not courageous enough to take risks will, not accomplish, will, will accomplish nothing in life. I can certainly relate to that. You know, there, there are a few assignments in my, during my career that I took that, uh, boy, I knew how, how, at least internally, how courageous I had to be to accept that assignment because they were not easy. And, um, and I'm going to be sharing with you here just in a second someone else that I think is often very courageous and has been courageous throughout her career. Let me, let me read um, a quote from our guest that was posted right at the beginning of the year. And here's what she said. As I enter into my 37th New Year's Eve in a casino and before it gets really busy, let me say, if I could offer one word of encouragement to you this year, it would be appreciate. Appreciate the beauty that surrounds you. Appreciate the people who love you and appreciate the life you have been blessed with. That's my friend Luann Pappas, the CEO of the Scarlet Pearl, who said that. And, uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to catching up with Luann. How you doing, my friend? Doing good. How about you? I'm doing good. You know, that was a heartfelt, um, you know, encouragement that you gave to people as a, sort of a, the beginning of the new year to appreciate what is around you. Um, it, it is. And it's so true. And so often we forget how important that is. And I think that night it struck me and it struck me pretty hard. Um, how many times you really don't stop and reflect on the people that have helped you, your family, 
um, ways in which you help others, um, it's really, really important to appreciate. Well, I remember I remember your story well. You uh, you started your story by answering an ad in Atlantic City, and it led to an over thirty five year career. And uh, you spent thirty years with Harris. When I was the president of Nola Media Group in New Orleans, we 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 uh, crossed paths from time to time. Uh, but you uh, you've you know you came into this role as the CEO of Scarlet Pearl Casino, and you know just as someone who sort of you know first of all I like you a lot. You're a friend, and, and people should know that I, I respect you. My wife Anne thinks the world of you as well. But watching you lead your company with passion and a heart and empathy and a belief in not only your company but this community and supported by uh, a, just a, an awesome family ownership group, I, I watch that. I watch that through your social media. I watch that through our conversations. You, uh, you feel very fortunate to be where you are in this moment, don't you? I'm extremely, extremely fortunate, blessed. Um, worked for, as you know, you've met them, a wonderful, wonderful family, and really have been able, as a result of the heart of the family, uh, to be able to attract some of the most wonderful people. We have outstanding customer service, but I do believe it's because people under here understand, you know, more importantly through Mr. Baum, about what it means to have a heart. You're one of two uh, senior executives at CEO level in Coastal Mississippi who is a woman. Um, but when when I read that quote from Muhammad Ali, he who is not courageous enough to take risks will accomplish nothing in life, you could really relate to that, couldn't you? Oh, absolutely. You know, my father was a big fan of Muhammad Ali, and I've heard that said many, many times before. And yes, there are some things that I've done that took a lot of courage, like leaving a 30-year career with a great company um, to come here. That was one of the biggest risks I think I've professionally ever taken. And it was the best decision I ever made. But boy, was it scary. I t- I'm with you, man. That's, that's so interesting. I had been, you know, when I left the Sun-Herald, I'd been there for 27 years, 27 years. And I got, you know, I had, I got this phone call and it, it, this conversation actually went on for several months, literally several months. And then, um, I was, you know, I wasn't. At first, I said, "There's absolutely no way I'm going to lead the Sun Herald." I mean, I just couldn't even imagine it. And then time went by, and I studied the people that I would go to work for, and the opportunity that was in front of me. And eventually, I came to the realization that I could do this. And one thing led to another. But I'm telling you, the conversation lasted nearly five months. I, and, I think uh, I told you I was 14 months in this discussion. I remember that. I remember that. It's hard, man. It's a hard decision to make when you've uh, you literally defined your life working for a company. And for me, you know, at the Sun Herald, it was Katrina and this connection with the community that came out of Katrina and the connection with the newspaper and the role the newspaper played it was really, really a tough decision. But, but I also look at it the same way that this is the smartest, most important decision I ever made because it gave me an opportunity to grow and to, to learn new things. And that ultimately enabled me to retire young. So I'm very pleased with that part of it as well. But um, did you, you know just say I, retire? You didn't retire. Stop. Well, I did. Well, you know, 2016, I did retire, and I was unretired for 
I was retired for four years and then started Coastview. And I still see this as a labor of love during retirement. That's the way I look at it. This great opportunity to, to connect, to you know, continue relationships with people like you. So that, that's been very positive. You know, one of the things, Luann, and we've talked about this before, but there is one thing that is certain in the gaming industry, and especially at Scarlet Pearl, and that is that it's in a state of constant change that you never believe that I, mean, I don't know if this is your leadership, your ownership, maybe all of you together, that you never arrive. You're constantly trying to figure out what's next. What what are we gonna what are we gonna build this time and what are we gonna expand this time and where how can we continue to focus on creating sort of these new experiences for customers when they come in? Is that where, where does that come from at the Scarlet Pearl? Well again I think it's that um, you know, I'm being brutally honest as I usually am. I can get bored pretty easy. And Mr. Bob, our owner, is the same way. So I think a lot of it has to do with we're constantly looking for something new, something different. Um, what hasn't been done? What can we do? Um, whether that's for the community, the property, or the associates that work here. But um, we have these creative, you know, brains that don't shut off. So I think a lot of it has to do with it's just in our DNA. Well, you've uh, you sort of recently unveiled a, a, a new restaurant. The design is incredible. Of course, you told me about it. You told me all about it, but you can't describe it. You have to see it with your own eyes. How are people responding to it? And tell people tell people about it that haven't seen it. Well, it's it's been an overwhelming response. You know, it took us unfortunately um, a long time. You know, the pandemic has caused you know supplies to be delayed, costs to rise. We shut that down, it was 11 months actually before we were able to reopen it. And Mr. Bob and I went out to Las Vegas the January before the shutdown for COVID. And we talked about creative discussion with the uh, architect and the designers about what we were looking for. And I think I've said this to you before and I tell everyone, you know, we're all about whimsical. Um, and we said, what colors haven't we used? You know, what do different colors evoke and how people feel or, or what they think when they see a certain color. So we picked yellow and we loved Mackenzie Child. So we said, that's whimsical. And that's how we came up with the colors of the black, white, and yellow, which is very different. And then it became the labor of love that I thought would never end. And we revised, refined, revised, refined that design so many times. And thankfully we have a great uh, contractor in Roy Anderson, and he's very patient and understanding that Mr. Bob and I change our minds a lot. Yeah, Roy Anderson and I grew up together, as you know, and uh, we're, we're good friends. He He's an amazing man. <laughs> yes, he, he is. The patience he, of a saint. The patience uh, of a saint. He, he really, he's been a great partner for you. Hey, when we come back, we're going to continue this this uh, part of the conversation around reinvention. And uh, and we'll find out what the latest is in Luann Pappas's world. But this is Luann Pappas, the CEO of the Scarlet Pearl. We'll see you after this break.
Survivor on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend Luann Pappas, who's the CEO of Scarlet Pearl. And there's a theme to this part of the conversation. It's just reinvention, this constant constant awareness that you never arrive. There's always these adjustments that we're going to make at the casino that are going to give people an opportunity to have a new experience. You know, you don't want people to, you don't ever want things to get stale. And, you know, Louie, coming back to your owner, it's great to have an owner who is willing to have that creative conversation with you that you can let those possibilities kind of run its course and have a great architect to work with you and, and then you got then you got to build it. You got to build this thing that you're thinking of with all these unique colors, et cetera. And then you got to have a contractor that can pull it off. So it, it takes a team, doesn't it? It takes a team. And again, I would tell you that even Roy, you know, some of the components within the new cafe under the oak um, were Roy's idea when you know Mr. Bob and I were struggling. Um, like I said, we change our mind a lot and we say this is what we want, but it may not work. And it, it takes a lot. More importantly, great partners with a lot of patience and understanding that, you know, we all have this creative side, some of us more than others. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes you have to have someone, uh, Roy, who has this new company and decor, yet to have someone to say, OK, let's be practical. You know, we can accomplish that. But instead of spending 50 billion dollars, we're going to spend 500,000. And here's what and we're going to get at 90% to your vision. But that's kind of part of the process, isn't it? It is. And I think Roy's used that word. You have to be practical here multiple <laughs> times. <for that. laughs> but you know, when you set out to do whimsical, when you set out to do whimsical, it can it can go in a bunch of different directions. What's it's interesting? Describe it, and Kyle's going to be putting up a picture in just a second. But describe what you see when you walk in with the tree in the center, and uh, the, what you did with the uh, with the ceiling, etc. Well, the tree, you know, was there from the very beginning, and we knew that that was a component we wanted to keep in Under the Oak Cafe, but we also knew, you know, it was an elevated platform around that, and we wanted to take everything down to floor level so people didn't have to be concerned with, you know, I want to sit under the tree, but it is elevated. And one of the things that we did, we also partnered with a company in New Orleans to help us because we wanted that moss that hangs from the trees and the Tivoli lights. And the ceiling was actually there that changes colors to look like the sky during the day and during the night. Um, it had had we had had some problems programming that again, we're able to work through that. So it complemented the new color scheme in that room. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It'd be interesting. What what other plans do you guys have? You, I'm sure you always have something up your sleeve. Well, we do. Um, we're, we finished the 18th floor, which are considered our you know, super suites. We changed that whole theme from the original red and gold to a more coastal theme. I think you've seen the pictures of that because yes, it has yes. exquisite views. We're taking that same theme now down through the uh, all the corner rooms on, on the 18th 18 floors and also then moving to the standard room so it'll all be a coastal theme in the pale colors which again people say why did you choose white and light blue well we did it because it works so well with that skyline and it really is a different feeling when you remove that red and that gold yeah it's beautiful I've, again i've seen the pictures uh 
you know, you almost you almost don't see the colors because of the view. <laughs> and that's part of the Correct. deal. You actually want to look past the room into that g- incredible, glorious view that you have. You know, I, don't I know bet if you, you know never know get tired of that, do you? Interesting about the, uh, the hotel. You know, we didn't use designers on the hotel. We have um, our vice president of VIP marketing, Fong's wife, wanted to open her own design company. So we said, you know what? We're all family here. We do take risks. And Christy, his wife, did all of the design for the entire hotel and then hired the contractor for us and oversaw the entire project through construction, which really makes it unique and special in the gaming business. It's very, you know, it's unusual to hear that you hire people that work for you and their family to do the things that we do. So it was her very first venture into her brand new business. So we're really, really proud of what Christy does. Well, how's your team doing these days? Team's doing wonderful. You know, uh, again, we're a small single property. So we've made some changes in the org structure. You know, as people leave for, you know, bigger opportunities or work for multiple companies, we said, you know, we have to enrich the lives and jobs of the people that work here. So we also take risk when we tell people, you know, you're going to run this area. And they say, like, Somebody said to me one time, I don't know anything about it. And I said, there isn't anything we can't teach you. So we're able to do that. And again, you know, hats off to the family that allows us to do that. Well, Luann, you know, I, here's my view on that. The the, the notion of, from, of, of promoting from within and having people who understand the culture and have a competency to learn. They may not necessarily know that piece, but they already bring to it a passion to learn, a passion for customers, an understanding of the culture, and they'll learn that piece. A year from now, if you don't take that decision, make that decision, you bring somebody in from the outside, you'll have someone from the outside who doesn't understand culture, who can do the job, but it's just not a good fit, or a year from now, you're gonna have somebody who's well-trained, who went into it understanding the culture. And it makes a difference, doesn't it? It does. And, you know, it's a great word to use. It is about our culture. And that is the discussion that we have internally. Sure, you could go out and hire a brand new vice president of marketing, but do they understand the culture? And you know this, we've been seven years, going to be eight years this year. The first two years were rough and it is a different culture. And I can say that because I've worked in many markets in casinos, the better part of my life. We do have a different culture and ours is a culture of heart and caring. And it's more about How does everyone feel, whether that's the customers or the people that work here over and above? And I'm not suggesting the driving profitable revenue isn't a key. But to me, those three components that we always said about the community, our customers um, and our mission, it really have made the difference. You know, by all accounts, you know, this we could have and should have failed. But our heart and our passion and the way that we treat each other truly as family. And I know it's hard. You understand it because you've been here and you've spoken to employees and you understand our culture. But when you come from the outside and typically people that do come from, you know, with years of gaming experience in large corporations, and I've never minimized the pressure associated with working for a publicly traded company because you have shareholders. This is a little bit different, enables you to act and react differently as well. I, I can, you know, I'm in a unique position because I have been CEO of a company, privately owned company, a privately privately owned subsidiary, and I've been the CEO of a of a public publicly owned subsidiary. And there, I mean, listen, they have their strengths and their weaknesses, but but I have to be honest with you, if I had it. If I had my druthers, I would pick privately owned every time, assuming there's a good fit with the with the owner. Because there's some, there, 
there are some owner scenarios that aren't so good. And if the owner is heavily leveraged, that changes, you know, who your stakeholders are. You know the story. But uh, but you do have the freedom. In the public company, you had Sarbanes-Oxley always looking over your shoulder and yeah. all those financial requirements. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, just um, it's, it's, what have you done for me lately? Whereas a, pub, a privately owned company can be a little bit longer term and a little bit more focused on, you know, where are we headed? I'm not so certain we have to be there now, but we, but see, private com- publicly owned companies, we want it now. <laughs> it's what, and then if you get Correct. it now, then it's, you know, what, what else is going to, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yes, it does. So uh, how's business, Luann? Uh, you know, it's, um, well, let me just say we ended 2022. I think you and I talked in the beginning of 2022, where I thought we would. You know, they coming out of that first quarter, everyone was, you know, gangbusters saying, oh, it's going to be another great year. Forgetting again and balancing that that year 2020, uh, 2021 actually um, was a little bit different because of, yes, what I call free money. 2022, we ended well and we use obviously 2019 to understand, you know, the meaning behind well. 2023 started a little sluggish. Um, to be expected, the economic impact, particularly on any business right now, you know, the cost of goods, particularly food and beverage, is it's over 10% increase. And that we don't see that ending anytime soon. So this is probably unique. We actually budgeted 2023 to have increased net revenues, but a decrease on the bottom line. Yeah, actually, I, would, I have a newsletter that I get every morning, and I'm, I'm going to run over here real quick to it. And um, it's it's a newsletter, the Morning Brew, and they have a bunch of different um, uh, brands that they publish. But they they did a, what's called a morning scoop on the effects of the, of inflation. And on down in here, it, 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 what it did is it's got all these people who read all across the country, and they did they did some some uh, work to try to understand how people were going to adjust. And um, and it was interesting. Like for example, seventy three percent are eating out at restaurants less. Seventy three percent. That was that was fifty seven percent are driving less. Forty four percent are canceling subscription services. I mean, it just goes on from there. But when you think about those top two items, you know, we're a big time drive in market. Um, to some extent, that has played really to our favor during the pandemic, but it could be a factor today. What are you hearing from your other casino friends? Well, I think everyone's concerned about the same thing. You know, the the effects or impact of the economy, um, certainly the increase in the products and services that um, we need or, or to service our customers and or our associates. We're all you know, cautiously optimistic and looking at the future as we really have to be very prudent and judicial about what it is we spend. It's, it is more of that we're in the definitely need to have versus nice to have mode. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, before we, we're, we're coming to the end, but I just want to congratulate you on coming back to the uh, Coastal Mississippi Tourism Board. You're just the right person to be on that board. Next time we talk, we can spend some time chatting about it. But we're out of time for today. It's been a pleasure to catch up with you, my friend. Thank you. You have a great day. This talk has been Lou Ann Papp, the CEO of the Scarlet Pearl. We'll see you after this break. for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.